Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Center podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, their role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. Thank you so, so much, everyone, for joining us this week on the Keeping It Centered podcast. This week, we will be talking about disappointments and hurts and um, those times when people fail us. What do we do when people fail us? That's what we're going to address this week. I know a lot of us have heard about the college scandal in the news. It's been in the news for a while now, at the time of this recording anyways. And so um, I remember first hearing about it. And uh, I'm a school counselor by day. And so I get various college and school related emails from different entities. And I remember receiving an email right before it you know, became widespread about the college scandal. Like it, like it had, was just breaking, just breaking news. And I remember reading that email and I saw my dearly beloved childhood uh, fave, Aunt Becky, as one of the people listed. And I just, you know, my initial response was, what in the world? You know, I cannot believe this happened. No, not my dear Aunt Becky. You know, like we're family, like, you know, (laughs) I mean, I watched her every Tuesday as a kid growing up. You know, I felt like this was someone a part of my life at that time or whatever I know I know I know (laughs) she's a celebrity has no idea I even exist but you know this is just someone as a kid I remember looking up to um and so I was quite surprised at finding out um something that she had been accused of doing um and uh I thought I can't be the only person that has ever been disappointed or feel as if someone's failed me in some capacity. And, um, you know, I feel like God wants us to make sure we are dealing properly with these instances. Um, so I I thought we could kind of walk through that this week. Um, you know, when we find out that somebody we have looked up to for a while, somebody we respect, somebody we love even has failed in some capacity, that can have us feeling some kind of way, you know, I mean, just keeping it real. We're, we're human beings. We could feel surprised, hurt, disappointed, angry. Um, you know, if we let it, it could even cause us to resent that person, you know? Um, you know, we sometimes may even feel as if those actions were a personal attack. Um, the truth is we're human and we have this wonderful gift of experiencing emotions, but regardless of how we feel, the Bible admonishes us to refrain from sin. In Ephesians chapter four, verses 26 through 27, Paul tells us, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So the problem isn't anger. Um, 
because we've seen instances of God's wrath in the Bible. And, you know, when we think about how many times the Israelites failed God in the Old Testament, oh my goodness, right? It was a lot. And so there were those times when God became just so, so angry. However, he never sinned. He never did. And so that's an example for us that, you know, we can be angry, but we don't have to sin. Um, In Psalm 30, the first part of verse five, it tells us that God's anger is but for a moment and his favor is for a lifetime. So God doesn't want us to stay angry. Um, You know, it's his anger is but for a moment. So I feel as if my anger should be but for a moment, you know, allow myself that space as a human being to acknowledge that I have this emotion going on inside of me, but I still need to realize that I can't hang on to that. Because if I do, then, you know, other things can happen that aren't really Christ-like. So I don't want to harbor those feelings. I want to make sure that I'm not walking into sin. Because, you know, sin can take on different forms. It could be causing us then to treat people differently um, that have caused us pain, that have disappointed us. And, you know, um, we may think, well, they deserve to be treated this way. They don't deserve to be treated as good as I was treating them before. And we got to be careful because (laughs) do we really want to go down that road of, uh, quote unquote, giving people what they deserve? Because Lord Jesus, (laughs) you know, we've got to put ourselves in that category too. Um, Are we willing to to take what we deserve? Are we willing willing to receive what we truly deserve? Eh, I'm just going to leave that one right there. (laughs) Um, So when people fail us, we have to not only acknowledge how we're feeling at that time, don't, you know, gloss over it, acknowledge it because the feeling's real, but we do have to make sure that we're watching our perspective because when somebody fails us, it's easy to forget how human and how frail, not just that person is, but how human and frail we really are. Um, You know, I've been in situations where, you know, I've said, and other people have said, man, let me tell you, if that had been me, I would have never, or I could never imagine, you know, we, we just get in those situations where we just feel um, as if we can't identify with somebody. Um, and while that may or may not be true, there are some types of sin that we have in indulged in, (laughs) you know, um, and had our sins been found out by everybody, some people would have been saying the same thing about us. And so, um, you know, we just have to remember we're all human. And, um, you know, even if we're not comparing ourselves to the person that's failed us, We may even be tempted to make comments about, man, I can't believe they did that. You know, just like I did with our dearly beloved Aunt Becky. You know, gosh, I just, I couldn't believe she did that. I couldn't believe she's being accused of that. What in the world? No, not her. And, um, you know, instead of us saying, I can't believe they did that, I think maybe it might be better to approach it with, I didn't know they were struggling in this area. And um, I think coming from that angle, it allows us to remember that that person 
is an actual person. They're human, just like us. So that's something that I'm trying to work on is just realizing, hey, they I didn't realize they were struggling with this man. It makes me more um, willing to to not hold them to this expectation that um, I put on them, whether it's right, whether it's not, you know, just to remember again that they they too are are human. And so, um, you know, it makes me grateful that regardless of what people do to us to fail us, you know, to disappoint us, thank God we're not defined by our struggles. You know, I know I'm glad I'm not. Um, and, and we shouldn't define other people that fail us by their struggles. You know, we're not superior just because I have a different area that I'm struggling with that you don't have. It doesn't mean somebody's better than the other. We all are struggling with something. Um, you know, and I know we like to do this little sin, big sin, but the Bible says sin is sin, (laughs) you know, so we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Now, and I know some people may be thinking, well, what about the people in leadership roles in the church? You know, um, those kind of people that fail us. I just feel like they should be, you know, um, talked about as well and, and chastised and such. And, you know, the Bible does say different things about that, but that's that's not really the focus of this episode. Um, I mean, they can be people that fail us. And there is a proper way that the Bible does uh, a, a roadmap that the Bible gives us for dealing with those kind of situations. But even if that were the case, um, you know, I believe our response is still the same with those people. They are people just like us, regardless of a leadership role. Um, and so I feel as if God's calling us to show grace and to pray with that individual, not harp on someone. Um, you know, and, and to just belittle them that that's not Christ-like. Galatians six and one says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So in other words, we're not beating this person over the head for failing. We all fail. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I know when I've messed up, I'm usually beating myself up more than anybody else ever good. That's just, you know, me and things that I'm working on. So we got to make sure that we're careful. Um, we don't want someone to feel hopeless after failing because we know there is hope in Christ. There's hope for redemption. There's hope for restoration. Um, so we want to make sure that we are not playing God, you know, um, Yes, make sure that we acknowledge um, the mess up in this person's life. But our job is to help restore that individual's relationship with God. That's that's the important thing. We have to remember that we are all created by God. We have souls. We are not just, you know, some inanimate, trivial thing like we matter, guys. We we are created by God. This episode is brought to you by Blessed Camp. Blessed Camp provides apparel, jewelry, home decor, and planners to help you cultivate the blessed mindset needed in your faith walk. Head on over to their site for all your holiday shopping and grab 15% off every order by using the code CENTERED during checkout. Now, back to the show. 
that's special. Um, and we, we've got to treat our, our brothers and sisters and even those that are not a part of the faith yet as important people because we are, we all matter. Um, you know, if that person isn't part of the body of Christ yet and they've failed us in some capacity, you know, that's telling in and of itself as well. You know, how can we expect light to come from darkness? That's something I've had to ask myself. You know, it makes sense that they would listen to their flesh. They're, they're not, they're still in bondage. They're not in, in light yet. Um, and so the difference between us as believers and those outside the faith is that we have the Holy Spirit inside us to guide us and to let us know when we're out of line. And even still, you know, sometimes we override the Holy Spirit. We fail. We do things we shouldn't do. You know, those aren't our proudest and finest moments. But even we get out of line at times as well. Um, so we just have to remember that. And to not take it personally when people don't live up to those expectations that we have of them. And instead to pray, pray for that person. And it can be difficult. I'm not even going to lie. It can be difficult depending on your situation. Um, But if we know this person is not in Christ, we know they haven't given their lives to the Lord. Our job is to pray for their salvation and to not just pray for their salvation, but to be a model of what it means to live for Christ. And we have to model that in front of them. And, um, you know, when we're responding with grace instead of hate and every other negative reaction, people are astounded. You know, the way that the families of the Charleston Nine, for example, responded contradicted what many expected. They were expecting, you know, um, a lot worse. Um, But to show such grace in a time that was very difficult, that's that's what God wants us to do. Um, But regardless of that person's relationship with the Lord, um, you know, we it's all about how we respond how we react. Um, and that's, that's key because when, you know, when it's all said and done, God's going to ask us to account for what we did. Um, everybody else is going to account for what they did. So when people fail us, you know, we, we've got to make sure that, um, our actions are aligning with what God would want us to do. Um, you know, we've just got to be this living, this breathing, walking Bible, Um, especially to those that are not in the faith yet. We've got to continue to show those people, especially what it means to live and, you know, um, well, well, yeah, really to live a Christ-centered life. And so um, for our brothers and sisters that are actually in Christ and we feel as if they have failed us in some capacity, the Bible gives us an instruction for those kind of situations as well. And if we feel like we've been wrong, Matthew 18 verses 15 through 17 tells us, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. 
There's a lot in there, (laughs) a lot to unpack in those few verses. But again, what we have to remember is this is specifically when a brother or sister has failed us, when we are disappointed by, you know, something they've done uh, to us. We're, We're called to not let it fester, you know. We're not called to go around gossiping and telling everybody and and venting on everybody and blasting them on the gram and on the book, (laughs) you know, blowing up their text messages, telling them, you know, where they can go and all this kind of foolishness. You know, that's that's not what we're called to do. Instead, we're told to reach out to this person. To work hard to resolve the issue and restore that relationship. And, you know, that does take work. It takes humility. Um, And God does everything in decency and order. And so should we. So God's given us this blueprint here. If we have gone to our brother or sister that has, you know, done something to, you know, that makes us feel as if they failed us or disappointed us, what have you, we go to that person. We talk to them. Let them hear us out. Um, And it's we have to make sure when we're talking to this person that we are approaching them in love because we all know how it feels for somebody to come to us and pretty much tell us that we did not live up to their expectations. You know, if things are said a certain way, um, it's a lot harder to hear that person. Instead, all we are uh, focusing on is the negative. Um, And uh, so we just have to make sure that we are uh, speaking in love. Even even though we may be hurt or what have you or angry um, that we're speaking in love to this person. And if they don't agree, if they're not, you know, um, wanting to listen to you, you know, you can bring someone along. What the Bible is saying is bring someone along who can serve as a witness. Um, And, you know, we have to be careful with that as well, because there is a proper way to get others involved. You know, you don't want to just pick anybody. You don't want to pick the person that's. gonna have your side because it's it's not a your side thing (laughs) you know what I mean um you know we all should be on Christ's side and making sure things are done according to his will and so um you know so this may mean bringing in your pastor it may mean bringing in you know a Christian counselor depending on you know what the situation is um just bringing in somebody that's not going to be biased somebody that's not you know going to side with you on everything but somebody that's truly um, going to do things God's way, somebody that's going to point you all in, in the straight and narrow. That's the important thing. And um, as we encounter situations like this, we have to remember what First Peter chapter four verse seven says: "Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins." So even if this person never feels as if they ever have to apologize to you. You know, you've done all the things you like the Bible told you to do. And this person just like, I'm not, I I don't feel that I'm not apologizing. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't receive it. (laughs) You know, God, um, will handle that. You know, you've done all that you can do and you just keep on living for Christ. Um, but we still have to make sure we are loving. Um, we don't want to harbor any ill feelings towards that person. Keep loving one another because love covers a multitude of sins. And who better than God to show us that? You know, God loves us continuously. I mean, infinitely. 
And we all have done some messed up stuff. But his love for us is just so great. And it truly covers a multitude of sins. And um, I think another thing to take away from this when people fail us is that it should remind us that God will never fail us. People will fail us because we're human, but God never will. And he never has failed us. Even in those times when we didn't get what we wanted, that doesn't mean God failed us. It means he had something better for us and we just had to trust him for it. You know, we couldn't have our way. We needed God to have his way. And so God never has failed us and he's never going to fail us. And we've got to put all of our faith in God, not in people. So people are going to do things from time to time that, you know, disappoints us. That's just the nature of people. But we've got to keep that love for them. And we've got to remember to keep all of our faith in God. He's the only one that's never going to let us down. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode nine of season two. I can't believe we are this far along in this season, but I'm so, so appreciative that you listened and I pray that you were blessed by what you heard. I would love for you to share your thoughts about this podcast episode. You can do that by emailing me your thoughts at keepingitcentered at gmail.com or you can hit us up on the gram at keepingitcentered and uh, just letting us know your thoughts on uh, you know your approach things that you do when people fail you uh, what's your response what's been your experience what's worked for you um we're all here to learn from one another and to help each other grow um and uh to realize that We truly can live a Christ-centered life. And so uh, let's close out in prayer. God, you know, it, it really hurts when people fail us and when they don't live up to the expectations that we have for them. But you already know this because I personally haven't always lived up to your expectations of me. And so I'm asking you, God, Help me to give you my hurts, all my disappointments and my fears and everything else that I'm feeling when somebody fails me. God, I pray that if I need to reach out to somebody today to reconcile a relationship, God, I I pray that you will give me the courage and the strength to do it. And I pray that you would give me the wisdom and the guidance that I need to do that. And God, I also pray for healing and for restoration. Help me to give others the same measure of grace that you extend to me every day. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've been driving along, you can find today's show notes over at www.keepingitcentered.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for The Centered Notes, our bi-weekly devotional newsletter. And follow us over at Instagram at Keeping It Centered.